Ready. Read the questions. Hello, welcome back to Grange TV. <laughs> um, sorry about the technical difficulties that we were experiencing. It was pretty full-on, hardcore stuff there, but Dave Roberts was all over it, yeah. and we are back. He, he dove into the code like you would not believe <laughs> and just started typing in a bunch of numbers, and he was like are. Morpheus, like Neo, <laughs> Neo in the Matrix. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, going back to, I, I don't know, do you want to recap what we were just talking about just a second ago? So I, I don't know in case... We, we so basically rob just if you want to tell us a little bit again about what you've been doing with your training and whatnot oh just like i've been um so i've just gone back into training the full back into the full swing of things uh it's it's good to be back you know i'm i'm, I'm enjoying the the program um enjoying you know wrestling and grappling and striking with my my, my training partners my team we're a very tight-knit team so yeah i'm just i really am looking forward to so just building up the skill sets, getting fit, getting strong, and jumping back in there. Um, you competed in a jiu-jitsu tournament competed recently? Competed in a jiu-jitsu comp. Didn't have a lot of mat time, but... Had three was, minutes <laughs> three against minutes. the guy 50 I, kilos lighter. It was, yeah, it was an intense... I'm just saying, I just want to be, be real. Nah, no, no, <laughs> you know, it's harder. It's harder. Like grappling a guy that is that light. It's harder. It's like, it's very hard. And and three minutes is not a long time, mate. He was very good, that guy. I can't remember his name. You you know you know honestly the shout out to that guy. <laughs> shout out to that guy. It, that three minutes, that three minutes was so intense, so intense. It, it would have to be equivalent to you wrestling for maybe four days. <laughs> like that's that's the amount of exertion level, roughly. <laughs> how's your how's your stomach? <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. It's like plays up now and then. Yeah, but but it's very it's all healed. Everything's healed. Have you have you been back to f full contact sparring or sparring hard? I haven't. I haven't yet. You know, um, we 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 tag a little. We we tag spar a little bit, um, but nothing nothing full on yet. You know? How much hard sparring do you do? Not not a great deal. You know, I don't do a lot of great um, a, a lot of hard sparring because uh, head trauma is real. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's. Like um, the trauma to the brain when you get hit, when you when you receive big shots is real. So it's, I think it's it's best to minimise that if you can. Talk uh, me through like what what your training. What what's it like? I uh, mean, I know you don't have to tell me, but I mean yeah. for for the viewers. Um, so our our days are pretty stacked. It's like a nine to five job. Like we get in the gym at nine, we leave at five, and um, yeah, we cover most of the all the bases during the day we we have our strength conditioning we 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 have our boxing uh, our wrestling our kickboxing our grappling like everything is covered throughout the day you know and we still have like working it in that way like a nine to five and we just work throughout the day we we go home at a normal hour and we get to spend like the last bit of the day and night and have dinner with our family still you know i think it's a, it's a we it's a very successful program for us it's what we do. It's what we enjoy. It suits all our lifestyles and like the the timetable of the gym. Shout out Gracie Jiu Jitsu Smith and Grange. Um, so tell me, tell me, like say for example Monday. What what happens on Monday? Exactly what I said. We um we we rock up at the the first session is at ten o'clock with Justin Lang Live Athletic. We go down there. We do our weights. You know, I get a massive pump going. Walking around staunch after that for a while. You're, yeah, you're amazing. Man. I'm a unit. You know, I, I barely fit out the door most of the times. But um, yeah, we, we we get some solid work in, and then straight after that, we go to Justin Fitzgerald's Stand Strong Boxing Gym, and we we box and move around, 
um, depending on like whether it's a on the day it's it's like usually the technique or some cardio or maybe some light tag sparring and then straight after that we go to the to Smeaton's Grange to um to do our grappling all our grappling component of the of the day we we work hard there get a sweat going and then yeah home sweet home Okay, um, Dave, you ask some questions. Um, yep, just, just follow up. No, from he asked some <laughs> questions before. Yeah, yeah. Dave, yeah. your turn. <laughs> um, yeah, just follow up from the question I asked before around um, some media stuff that was um, posted by Alessandra mm. around um, some comments you made. Just your feedback on that. Um, he pretty much told you to shut the f up around. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, I heard about that. I heard about that. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. And um, you know, I, I, I'm very. I'm sorry he took it that way. Like I'm very sorry I affected him that much. I I didn't I didn't think I was saying anything wrong. I I thought I said he was very good, you know. Um, hope I'm not distracting him. You know, best of luck this week for his upcoming fight against Aslam. I think that's going to be a tough fight. And uh, and yeah, I saw I saw a quote where he said that um, if he were you, he would have relinquished the title. I just saw the quote. I don't know if he actually said that. So apologies if he didn't actually say that because mm. you know people misquote shit all the time. But yeah. I just read it just now, just like as I was looking through, mm. and it said um, that he, if, if you were him, if he were you, he would have relinquished the title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, you know, you don't want to relinquish it. Ah. Uh, nah. No, not, not today. <laughs> <at least. laughs> I, I. Yeah, I don't know. Like. Sorry, what's your, what's your feelings with people saying that stuff? Like um, uh, we were talking about before, within a couple of seconds, <laughs> yeah. you got a message. I got a yeah. In my personal messages, I received some dude saying I'm holding up the division, retire, like retire. Jeez, come on, guys. <laughs> um, you, you know, to be honest, it, none of it affects me. Like, uh, but I have a I have a long history in online games, and. The flame and salt you get on online ga- online games like makes these trolls look like novices. Like it doesn't matter. And plus, you know, I hang out with you a lot. Dad. I'm not. I'm not that bad. <laughs> I, hang uh, with, I agree. I hang, I hang out with you a lot, and and you, you don't live. You don't survive in our team if you don't have thick skin. You need. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, like I, I don't know. Like sorry, not relinquishing the title. Sorry, not retiring. You know. Um, yeah, you know, I, I guess if I were you, I would focus on fighting Gastelum. Because <laughs> that, that guy's going to be hard to beat. Well, what do you, how do you see that fight happening? I actually have a question here by a guy named Sam G. Are we starting the Q&A? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. I know it's 4.30, but I mean, it's it's pertinent to what we're talking about. Okay. He says, what are Kelvin's best approaches for closing the distance? Is he going to try and trap Izzy on the cage and try and land a hook as he exits Gath G versus Barboza? Um... I think Gaslam's very sneaky with his with his with his distance closing. He he creeps forward. He's very tough. You can't really like he's a he's a he's a hard guy to pepper and keep on the outside. So I think he's just going to creep forward, creep forward until Adesanya's backs against the fence, and then and then go in for a quick pop. Um, he's certainly quick enough to do it, and he's he's very deceptive with the way he creeps in. How do you see the fight? How do you see that fight going? It's hard to say. You know I. I think Gaslam has this fight uh, stylistically. I think Gaslam has fought guys with range. He's always more or less the shorter guy in the fight and has to fight at range. I, I think that's like the tallest in the division fighting the shortest in the division. Yeah, it's yeah. So um, no, I think it like literally is. <laughs> he's 
he he lives with Uriah Hall. You know, he trains with Uriah Hall. He uh, he has experience fighting outside fighters. You know, I'm very, I think skill set wise, like he's very he's much more well rounded than than Adesanya is. That's not saying though. Before you get mad, Adesanya, please. <laughs> That's not saying that Adesanya can't get in there and just keep him on the outside and put him away with the amount of strikes and precision he has. He has great kickboxing. He is so dangerous in that mid-distance um, that, you know, he's, it, it could be a very, very bad night for Gaslam. But, um, you know, if I was, yeah, it's, I guess that, that's how I see the approach of the, of the two different fighters. I see. <laughs> how do you see it, Dave? <laughs> I'm biased because, uh, like, it's who I want you to fight next, yeah. I think. Um, part of me, because of Alessania and the way how he's behaved, I want you to fight him mainly because of that. But mm. um, I, I think um, I'm hoping Gaspelon wins. That's that's my opinion. I think he's a better fighter. He's um, he's fought someone in the top five, and I think... But I'm just still confused around the whole division. Who, Gaspelon? Yeah, you had... Gaspelon's fought a couple fought, of people in the, for the top five. Yeah, but you had... The other fight that um, it's fully not going ahead, but it was who was it? it was um, Romero versus Jacare and Costa? Romero and Costa. And Costa. Yeah. Why wasn't that the interim title? Like, like, this is the stuff that confuses me, and I'm sure mm. we've spoken about that before. But it's odd, isn't it? Hey, hey you gotta you gotta chill yourself before Adesanya gets mad, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He'll rock sorry, up dude. to the tape yeah. and fuck <laughs> you up. That's why I'm not on camera. He'll he doesn't know what I look up, like. <laughs> like apologize quickly. I'm sorry, dude. You're, you're worthy. Um, the other thing that's confused me around that too, and like I well, never you're spoke to you. fucked up in a board meeting. <laughs> so sorry, dude. Um, I'm sorry for this in advance. Um, when Alessania says he's picked all of his fights and he said that the next fight after his last fight, it's for the title. How is that even remotely possible? And what's your thoughts on that? Because it seems that you never got to pick a fight, Rob. You had to fight whoever they gave you, and they put monsters oh, in front of you. Forgot to pick. It would have been like one of the flyweights. <laughs> it would have been strawweight women. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been one of the local show guys. Like, geez. Um, yeah. So, can you pick fights? And I, why does Alasani get to pick fights if that's what? From he's my doing? personal experience, I I don't know. I the, the honest answer is I don't know. You know, it's not even a thought process for me. It never was. Um, my whole thing, my, my, my mentality with fighting is like you either fight or you don't. And if you fight, then you fight everyone. And if you don't, then don't. If you want to pick and choose your fights, then, then what are you doing? You're not, you're not willing to fight anyone. You're willing to fight who you're choosing. And it's, it's, it's fine if you want to – that's fine if that's how you want to conduct yourself. You know, he says, that's just not how I conducted myself. Like, literally, my, the whole, my whole, throughout my whole career, I said, UFC lines them up, I'll knock them down. And, you know, my personal um, uh, things aside, like with, the, with this fight with Gastelum and Adesanya, is, uh, to be honest, I honestly do not care who wins. Because <laughs> either way, I get to belt someone. And, uh, yeah, like, it, it doesn't bother me. I'm happy. What's my take on that? Yeah, yep. Um, I think, like, look, man, that that's uh, teach their own. I think if um, Adesanya feels that that's what's best for him and it's worked for him, and clearly it's worked for him because he's getting a he's getting a shot. Um, and you can't say he doesn't deserve it. He, you know, he deserves it. He worked his way by whatever means are necessary into that position to now he has to fight Gastelum, and you know, 
it's that's going to be a hard task for either either guy. My prediction of that, and I've said it all along, is I think it's going to be a blowout, but I don't know who's going to win out of the two of them. Um, simply because I think the styles are extremely contrasting, and I think uh, there's a lot of X factor there for both those guys. Both of those guys are very, very, very good. Um, gun to my head, I'd have to lean towards Adesanya. I'd have to say, just I think a lot of it is because he's tall and skinny, and I'm tall and skinny, <laughs> and I always lean that way. Like I, I can't help it. Let's be honest, because you don't want him to become Basher. I don't want him to. I don't want him to rock up at the TAFE. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Angry and beat on all of us, you know. So I don't. I don't want that. Um, and yeah, like. I, but but I do think that Desanya. I just think he'll he'll, he'll win. Um, if he does, it'll look good. Like and it'll 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 be a dismantling of um, Gastelum because Gastelum hasn't been able to take him down or get in get inside or hold him up against a cage. Um, it's hard as well because from a grappling perspective, it's very hard for you to, within five minutes, when we had Craig Jones on here before as well and he was talking about it, it's very hard in that five-minute period for you to take him down and implement your game plan. You know, it's not like he's clueless. He's, he's good as well. So I see that being a little bit difficult. I just see Gaston having difficulty with it. That, that That's what I think. Yep. Is it is it... But for both all round, is it going to go to the points or is it going to be a knockout? No, nah, I think it's going to be a, a blowout, like I said. Like it'll be like a, a seminar. Either either, either way, I think. If Gaslam puts puts it on Adesanya, then it's going to look like a wipeout. But I think a lot of the times fights, look, fights don't look close, but it's not really indicative of a skill level. It's just how people match up. If you look at like Robert Jacare's fight, it, Rob looked like he won it. I don't want to say easily, but yeah, it looks like he won it easily. But man, there's, that, that that's so disrespectful to Jacare as well. It it played out that way. We prepared like there were a lot of things that we'd seen, a lot of idiosyncrasies that we seen in Jacare's game that we were able to exploit. But luckily, it worked out that way. But let's be real: if Jacare had taken Rob down, got full mount, and had his way from that perspective, or landed a big right hand, it's not like Jacare lacks power. Then that fight would be completely different, you know. So if we have to, if Rob has to fight Jacare again, it's going to be with. The, we're going to look at that with the utmost respect. Um, yeah, that's me. Sweet. Um, this is a question I was going to ask before, but one of the comments is um, the TJ situation. What's your thoughts on it? So one of the comments in the feed. So TJ's recently been. What. Uh, been stripped? Is that is that the official thing, <coughs> yeah. or or he relinquished? <laughs> um, what's the what's well, the official word on that from you your pot, thoughts? You don't, like, you don't have a choice whether you relinquish it or not. Like you're done. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not my thoughts with all cheaters. Like, shouldn't do it. I I think you know the problem is there's no real. If you're a title holder, there's no. Even if you're not. If you just if you fight and you pop, like this should you, you I, I can't even fathom how you could keep your purse or keep even even a, a man all your bonuses all your win bonuses everything should go to the other guy, you know everything should go to the other guy. 
Um, and you should be banned. Like, there should be a massive ban. You know, like, two, two years is a couple of fights. It's not really, it's not, there's not, it, there's, it's not a big deterrent. You know, so, so you, and the damage that you can do to someone, like, it, it's huge. <laughs> Some of these comments are interesting. Just one that just popped up. Um, nude MMA. What's your thoughts? Well, that's how they do it. That's how they did in ancient Greece. Um, we'd all love to go back to those times. <laughs> I am against nude MMA. Um, <laughs> I am against it very much. It's good, you, to, it's good to hear that you're not, though, fam. No, 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 I'm all for it. Can you, so I don't fight, you see. Can you give us some insight as to what goes through your mind in fights? How much is reaction? How much are you able to consciously adapt in a fight? Do you process the corner's advice? That's, again, from Sam G. Sam G, pretty good questions. Um, I don't know. Most of it's reaction. Most of it is reaction. How um, much are you conscious of what, uh, what like we're saying or whatnot? You, I can I can vividly remember points in the fight where I've consciously made a decision, but you it's like you'll be apart from your opponent and you'll think to yourself, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Then then as you go to do that, it's blank again. It's all reaction, speed, moving, like and and you'll only get short short period, short little bursts of when when the when the pace slows down that you can actually think clearly, like um, not think clearly, like consciously realize your i don't i don't know what the how the wording is to say it like um because you're obviously i'm always thinking in the fight and i'm always looking to make the next best choice to to do damage to my opponent to win this fight but there is there are points in a fight where i can hear the inner monologue for a second where i'm like okay let's do this and then it happens but then you're back in on the roller coaster sort of thing um it as for cornering advice it it depends it depends i don't know anything you're corner anyways yeah (laughs) nobody tells me nobody tells me what to do at any stage of my life ever you just you're just he's the man we just you're the chair bro i just yeah i do what i want Um, (laughs) um, it's think of the fight like 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 waves it's like there's there's some times when it's like really high and there's the waves huge and all the emotions are going through you. Your, your thoughts are so fast. You're so on point. The adrenaline is at its highest. And then the wave recedes and it lulls down and then you can think coherently. It just, it just, it's like corner advice is at those times where there's a lull, when it's a bit slower, when things slow down just a little bit and the, the voices can penetrate all your emotions and everything going through. And, the same thing applies to when you sit down in the corner at the end of a round is like, where are you at emotionally, cardio wise? Like if you're blowing hard and you just had a crazy death round, like you're not going to remember much of the conversation you have afterwards. Because you know? I, I see sometimes with, um, and, and it's funny because I, I'm not the one that gives the advice in the corners. Generally it's Alex or Justin. Um, and, so watching from the outside, and I mean, I'm not criticizing commentators or anything because they've got a job to do as well. But I, I see sometimes with other fighters, I'm watching on TV and the commentators will go, this is what he said or this is what he didn't say and this is what he should have said and this is... And I think a lot of the times like, maybe they made a mistake. I don't know because they're people as well. But I also think like they know their fighter as well. 
And there's, there's things that are like, maybe this, maybe the guy just can't deal with that. Maybe he just needed nothing told to him. Maybe he just needed to just sit there for a sec and get his bearings, you know? And you know your guy better than, than anyone else does. So, you know, so, sometimes you, you know also that there might be a skill gap deficiency, you know what I mean? And that you can't, there's no point just bringing that up with them as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Going, Do you know that guy's a heaps better grappler than you? And well, If you turn your yeah. hips this this yeah. way, and, say, and that's another thing, it's like, honestly, there is nothing you can tell your... Like, like, there's nothing you can tell your your fighter that'll change anything in the octagon at the time anyway. Unless your fighter is doing something terribly wrong, like yeah, like, unless like you see terribly. I I think what you mean is unless it's it's something that's clear cut, unequivocally. Yeah. Like, the, but if if the guy, you know, the guys, he's getting off to the punch first. You're like, there's, you know, there could be a million reasons yeah. why. And I understand I'm not criticizing the the commentators because the commentators have to tell the audience what they see. But what I'm trying to give is like, there's another perspective is like, your fighter, you know that the reason that he might not be getting off in that way is because the other guy is faster and there's fuck all you can do about it. Um, you know that he rolled his ankle three weeks out and that he can't put weight on it. You know, oh, whatever. You know, there's so many different yeah. things that it could be. It's like when, 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 I got, when I went back to the corner after the third round for Romero, the second fight, and got, I got dropped in that round. I got back, went back to the, to the corner. The only thing I, I wanted was ice on my neck. <laughs> I just wanted some ice to cool down. Yeah. And um, it's like, what are you going to say? Oh, you shouldn't have got hit by that. It's like, <laughs> like it wasn't my intention to fucking get hit with it. Like, uh, stop well, getting hit yeah, with that. What are you going to say? <laughs> like, move out faster. It's yeah. like, I tried. Yeah, unless, <laughs> unless it's something that's uh, like, unless it, you, you see something extremely. Like we in even in that Romero fight because Romero came out instead of being a southpaw he came out uh, orthodox in mm. that fight, um, which I'm sure you noticed as well because he was in there. <laughs> but even then, like that, that's that's a very big glaring difference, and I think Justin was able to give some feedback in response to that and what he should do in that immediate moment. But um, I think the way that again I think as a society as well we it was so massive you know coming from an educational background being that we were both teachers and whatnot and everything we have such a massive thing to quantify stuff so people believe that just because you give an answer that, that that's a correct answer and sometimes giving the best help is just to shut up give the guy the ice give the guy the water that he needs listen to him ask him what he sees out there get him focused again you only got a minute reduce the heart rate and get him back out there. Um, that might be the best advice you can give. Now, it doesn't sound sexy on the cameras and maybe what you want to hear is get outside his lead foot, throw the jab, move. But that's what you want. To, that's what the audience wants to hear you say. But a lot of the times it's like, get your heart rate down, have a drink of water, get your yeah. ice on you. What do you. How do you feel? What do yeah. you see? And then you're going to have that but not you know all fighters are different all coaches and fighters relationships are different yeah you know um i guess like the best best corner like that's all i want like when i when i sit in the corner i want the ice i want some water and i like i like it when my corners ask me like how are you feeling how are you doing because it's good for me it feels good to whinge a little bit <laughs> like i'm just like pretty tired <laughs> yeah but but you know that's another thing because i see that as well when people go he came into the corner and he said he was tired. And I think like, 
what what the fuck does that mean like that's like you know sometimes you're driving you're driving to to training and you're like if this guy says this today i'm gonna kill him <laughs> and like if, oh my god he's gonna kill him. he's not gonna kill him that's just how, how a person talks and you understand the idiosyncrasies of that yeah. person's character yeah. and so you don't it's it's not a it's not as big of a deal so yeah um, and that's how i'm always like i'm like i'm tired or my foot hurts <laughs> or my hand hurts like I, and that's just it makes me feel better knowing that i told someone <laughs> um, and then we get out there and we get back to work mr mentos has a question for me he says but it's not really for me that's why i'm, I'm answering this he says fab what other fighters do you work with um and i guess the best person to answer that is probably rob because they're your training partners and they're for sure going to be some guys that you're going to see uh, making some waves in in the UFC. Yeah. So do you want to talk about them a little bit? Definitely making some waves in the in the UFC in the near future. Yeah. I, uh, I have I have a oh, I've said this before a hundred hundred times. We have the best team in the world, and uh, I don't care if you think your team's better. And you should think your team's better. But I like my team, <laughs> and I think we're the best. Uh, and we we ha- we have a couple guys. Um, we have Jacob Malcolm, who's I think he's undefeated in MMA at the moment. Well, he's only had one fight as a pro. He's, he's still undefeated, mate. Yeah, and still he's had he's had a bunch of <coughs> boxing fights as well, professional boxing fights, um, undefeated. Uh, Very he, good grappler. Yeah, Izzy Docks, like he's um, and then David Francis. We have we we have some other guys as well coming up. James, what's his last name? Vanderakis. Vanderakis, that's it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My, his in-game name came to my head. <laughs> and I almost said it. I don't want to say that. Uh, and Bradley Fulmer, who's, who's junior now, but he's going to, trust me, when he comes up, he's going to be making some big waves. Yeah, I think I think um, at the moment, Izzy's looking in really good form. He holds two of Australia's belts at the moment. Um, it's He'll be, he's maybe one fight, maybe one fight. If not, anytime soon, he'll be in the UFC. Um, he's he's very, very powerful, very, very, very good guy. Uh, very good fighter, very, very good work ethic. Probably one of the harder workers in the gym. He hits very, very hard. I think he's like three foot two or something and 100 kilos. So he's very, very, very powerful guy. Um, Jacob, Jacob's going to make a name for himself, I believe, in the future. He's going to make a name for himself in, in the grappling circuit and, and in MMA. And David's always been... In the mix, he's just been unfortunate to. He's gone on a couple of runs, then he's lost a, a, a close decision, which had him. He had he have not lost it, he would have. He would have probably signed there and then with the UFC. So we've got about three or four guys in our mm-hmm. camp that are that are right in the mix. Um, and I, I believe just from watching them, the the, the three older guys that were just mentioned there, um, they won't just be in the UFC. They'll 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 do very well. Yeah, it's. The these guys I train with all week, like all year round, like, and they put it on me, <laughs> like they put it on me. I um I have to be switched on every session just so I, that I don't get my ass handed to me. And um, these guys are not gonna just make the UFC, and and have one fight and then say they did it. These guys are gonna be in the UFC, top twenty, top ten, and you know contention potentially. Like these guys are. The real deal and um do you know that it's great for me because i have like some of the best talent australia has to offer in in my team and the the thing is like we care about each other we worry about each other we look after each other and you can't find that anywhere you know um a gentleman named kazakh 
says, greetings from Bucharest, <coughs> Romania. Greetings. I've, I've been there. That's a beautiful place. I really liked it. I really enjoyed my time there. Um, he has a nice spin on your name. He calls you Bobbert Knuckles. Bobbert Knuckles? Bobbert. Bobbert. As in like your name. Yeah, what cute. cardio training circuits <laughs> do you do to have such a tremendous gas tank? Cheers. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. It's like the guys we were just talking about have bigger gas tanks than me. Like so that just shows the caliber of the guys I train with. But um we we have we have we have our program written out and laid out in front of us and we, we follow the program in the sessions every day. And uh yeah, I, I think you will be the better one to, to answer this question, really. Um okay, then basically what we do is a lot of skills based stuff. So we, we use a game sense approach to our training. So every session has a has an outcome that's that's that uh, is planned into it. Uh, we don't do traditionally like a lot of strength and conditioning stuff per se with with inverted commas. So we might spend an hour drilling particular moves from from wrestling. Then we drill them live. Then we'll drill it from different situational stuff. We'll drill it against a wall. Then we'll drill the jujitsu stuff from different positions and whatnot. And we do that anywhere from five to six times uh, a week. That's just with the jiu-jitsu and the striking is the same thing. A lot of the stuff that we avoid is uh, high impact stuff. So we don't do a lot of stuff where um, people are getting hit or getting uh, high risk stuff or high impact things. Then we once a week, we do a very hard, uh, longer, high intensity and high volume session, usually in, at the at the dunes. Um, and all of this is overlooked by uh, Justin Lang, our exercise physiologist. Uh, Alex and I might put the sessions, and Justin Fitzgerald put the sessions together, but we always convene and talk about what's going on in our program, where our athletes are heading, are they in the in the right space? If we need to pull back, we do that. Um, we measure like the load and the duration, and that gives us an idea of um, like where where our athletes are in as far as progress. Are, are they at risk of injury? Uh, the dune sessions are very, very good because you can push your body, but it's very, very, very low impact. So there's some massive dunes at Cornell in Cronulla. Uh, very, very hard sessions. We put some really, really hard times on on um, on our guys, and it's it's uh, really, really, really smashes that lactic threshold. Uh, we'll probably have to have Justin Lang on here again to talk about some of the times and that and give perspective as to what what some of those times are because some of the times that rob in particular was running prior to um that gastelum fight that were very very high levels like they, and this is the thing as well these aren't things like the physiological adaptations that are going to occur in your body like you know from a technical scientific perspective like the uh mitochondria proliferation like the the they have like all that kind of stuff. It's not going to happen in a six-week camp. That's going to be the end result of five years, six years of being in the program, being in the grind, training and training. So when you see guys like Nick and Nate Diaz that have such good cardio, apart from more than likely having a genetic predisposition for it, but the fact that they train that type of training for years on end, you can't catch them. You can't catch them unless you're doing that type of training. And for someone like Rob, um, the mix of power strength and cardio that he has if you're not doing that all the time you're not going to catch him if you do a six to eight week camp um obviously we ramp it up 
in the last parts, you know, probably two weeks before a fight, that, that's when it finishes, our, our, our hardest part of the training. And then the last 10 days, um, not doing much at all. Uh, but there's no way as well. I was just thinking of people say, you know, pulled out. If we're going to pull out, we would have pulled out at the June sessions. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't have gone through that. Um, so that's that's what, what it is. And, and honestly, at the end of the day, we're talking about consistency, you know, consistency and, and hard work, you know, all, all year round, every year. Uh, that's the best answer I can give you, Kazak, at this stage. Um, do you have any questions for us, Dave? Yeah, there's a few here. Um, oh, can got, I answer one thing? Yeah. Uh, Ethan Pitt, you ask, is Stylebender really 6'4"? He looks shorter than that. Nah, he's 6'4". <laughs> yeah. Just with that, the comments still around, um, Rob, who, who, who's your preferred fight wait, after wait, that? Hold on. I have to come clean, though. I have to come clean. <laughs> Stylebender is, yes, 6'4", but I am not 6'4". No, he's not. I told you this. I've said this from the start. No, I have to come clean. How tall are you, Rob? I'm not going to say. <laughs> How tall do you think you are? 6'2". <laughs> <laughs> Rob's 5'11". 5'11". No, it's either 6'2 or or 6'1". <laughs> Just feeding false information out there. 6'3 and a half. Yeah. Um, Close. Did you have a question, Dave? Yeah, just it's a, a common one that keeps coming up is um, your preferred fight between Izzy and Kelvin. Um, yeah, I, I guess I said it a little bit before. I, don't, I honestly don't care. I don't care. Both are good for me because I get to. At the end of the day, it's just I get to fight someone. Like get to fight one of them. I, I want to fight both of them anyway. You know, if the money was right, I'd fight both of them at the same time. But um. Yeah, like, uh, I honestly don't care. Fab, how many push-ups can you do? About three. Ask me. Rob, how many push-ups can Fab do? 10,000. <laughs> I can do 10,000. Oh, I knew you were going to do that's why. Yeah, that's why I, I, do. I, don't know why, I don't know why you would ask. I don't know why you would ask me like that. I was, like, I was setting you what? up and you fell for it. Oh. So, Rob, how many push-ups do you, can you do? I, no, it's, it's gone now. The ship sailed. <laughs> like the ship sailed. Uh, Fab versus Rob. Who wins in what? In what? You need to be more specific. Oh, we have ones around. Um, Izzy and Fab. Who would win in a dancing competition? Dan I can only say it's Izzy. not going to be Fab. Izzy for sure. hundred billion. Fab has no rhythm. Nah, right? don't say that. Don't talk. Hey. No, no, no. I'm just hey. being. I'm being no. honest. Because like. Don't 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 put yourself down no, like that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just being honest. I, I'm I'm comfortable enough with myself to be able to say the truth. Like I can't. You know, people have five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, <laughs> two, three. I can't do that. So for sure he would win. For sure. I I, I have no no nothing. I have nothing. But as far as between me and Rob, a hundred percent. I'll tell you this. This last year this happened. Uh, yeah, you. You're treading dangerous waters here. I'm, just, I'm telling the truth. Nothing but the if truth. We, if we're going to get real. Real. This truth is, is going to get spilt. Let's go. Okay. This is a real thing. Um, I ran, we ran a race, me and Rob, 60 meters at Cronulla Beach, and I fucking smoked him. That's the truth. You know it's true. It wasn't I, 60 meters. It was 30, and you had a head start. Nah. It was 60 meters, and I put I'm my hand I'm pretty sure I had a blue, I blew my MTL. Look, no. I had a, yes, I had a, I had a bad MCL, which is why we were at okay. the beach, right. and you raced me over thirty meters. Right. 
I beat everyone on our team, every single person on the team that day. Um, everyone that was there was witness to it. Uh, no one was there. It was just me and you. No, no, no. This was the man. It was uh, last year. You, you mean like the one on, on the way to Boat Harbour? Yes. I literally did my my hamstring just before it. I did my hamstring after. No, no. I did after my hamstring. That one. Yeah, after that thing. But I won the race. <laughs> I blew my hamstring just before it, and you're claiming a victory. No, you were, your hamstring was good when we ran. It wasn't good. It was, was never good. I beat everyone. Sione, Izzy, Jacob. Jacob's slow, doesn't matter. David Francis, <laughs> Blake, Alex. Wait, 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 wait. Let's give some context. How slow is Jacob? Fucking slow. He's so slow. <laughs> There's times where you go, we're warming up and I go, Jacob, sprint. And I'm watching him. Like It looks like he lost his keys, but he's at full sprint. So, no. Um, so, so, that... It, Ping pong, me for sure. Street Fighter on the arcade, me. No, 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 no. Yeah. There was once. Your dad was there. But at the TAFE, I smashed you. Yes. No. No, no, I had the TAFE, Robert. You actually beat everyone in the TAFE. There you go. No, I won every. It was me that beat everyone. You know, you beat you. No, you beat him. You didn't beat anyone. We have about 30 witnesses there. No, no. We have 30 witnesses. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yep, yep. Ping pong, Street Fighter. Um, fucking nearly everything. <laughs> no, what about we went to the arcade beer pong? I beat you in that. I won that. No, you didn't. Don't make shit up. So look, end of the day. So are we just lying now? <laughs> I thought you said we we're going to be truthful. I'm just telling. Are we truth. just lying? End of the day, I win in everything. And if Rob ever wants to come down to 75 kilos, <laughs> I'll fuck him up there too. <laughs> that's 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 for real. If Dana make it happen, <laughs> hashtag not all heroes wear, cape, wear capes. Um, come down to 75 and we'll do it. No, nah, let's do a catch weight, 90. No, no, let's be fair, 75 kilos. Cut the weight or shut up. <laughs> shut up. Next person, I'm the next. I'm someone who's something to shut up. Shut up, Rob. 75 kilos. Come on. Let's do it. <laughs> who's your favorite Street Fighter character? Ryu. Gookie. Is Goo- who the fuck's Gookie? <laughs> uh, Kuma. Whatever. Who's Kuma? Hey? Street Which Street Fighter? Fighter? No, I'm talking about yeah, yeah. Way of the Warrior. Gookie's been an unlockable character in all of them. No. At the milk bar, Dave, come on. At the yeah. halfway shops at the no, milk no. bar, there was no fucking... Only Guile and... Yeah, there was none. That didn't no, there was. Hey, can someone clarify this? Was was Gookie in Street Fighter 2? Someone clarify this. Um, No, I, 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 there wasn't, Dave. I'm pretty sure he was uh, an unlockable character. Okay, Ooh. uh... Was the Robbie and Ben fight stopped incorrectly? Um, no, it got stopped. Like, it is what it is. Like, everyone from the outside can be like, oh, that was a bad stoppage, but he's in there, he's making the calls. That's just how it is. Like, you know, I guess if you didn't want to get stopped, you, you should have fought the position before you got there, you know? And... I have been in a position where I feel like it's been stopped a bit early or something like that. Like it's just, it just is what it is. And nothing you say or do after the fact is going to change that. So it's just, yeah, you know, you just have to kind of take it. I have another question. How much is heart a choice and how much of it is just your character? In the Romero fights, which was pushing through those injuries a choice, do some people just break? Does training increase heart? Um, 
Can, I, I, think, can I say one thing before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not fit and your cardio is shit, heart doesn't even come into it. Because if you're gassed and you can't do anything, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it does increase somewhat. Yeah, training, training hard and putting yourself in situations where you're at your lowest can be trained. You know, it's, it's, you, don't, you don't wait for the fight to get into a position you've never been in before, gassed, tired, sore, and, and then realise, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm a quitter. <laughs> That's not how it works. Um, but in the, in the Romero fight, like, there, there is no quit option. There is no, do I want to give up now or is this enough? It's just not in who I am. I, am, I don't think it's in a lot of the fighters. But if those, you're not fit, you can't yeah, do it. If you're that. not fit, you can't do it. But like I, I, I've never thought of my body won't quit. I won't quit. I can't quit. You know that's why it's so important for me for my corners to make those calls about like like last fight, calling off the fight when I was in hospital because I probably would have still fought um, against you know the, the the opinions of the doctors and stuff. I probably would have still fought, and uh, you know that's why I have smarter corners that can. That can make hard decisions for me because I, I I don't know when to quit, I can't quit, and it's just not. Yeah. Can also say this like a lot of, like a lot of coaches, a lot of teams don't really speak about it. So when when people watch like, you know, when you watch UFC embedded or you watch the UFC fights or whatever, it's kind of like when you go over someone's house and everyone's on their best behavior, and then it's not, you know. You, you, you might leave two minutes later and the guy's wife just goes, you fucking asshole, I hate you. I wish, you know, I fucked your brother, by the way. And that's what happens, you know? Maybe. I don't know if this happens to people. Well, <laughs> I gave worst case I scenario. Not. I gave worst case scenario. But, but, not. but, um, but in, the, in, in, in the camps, all, all, all sorts of shit happens, you know? All sorts of shit happens. We've had... You know, there's there's conversations where if you're not happy with your with your fighter performing at a certain level, and it's not at anyone else's, um, it's not at anyone else's standard. It might be okay at another team, but their performance might not be okay at our standard. So we sit down and we say, look, Rob or Jacob or whoever, this is what we need you to do, and this isn't being done. So way before you even get to the to the fight, you're gonna have some difficult conversations and some inspiring conversations. So I see that a lot as well with like people having massively inspiring conversations and or they go, can you can someone come in and talk to this guy so you can inspire him? And I think, dude, if you're unfit and you're not strong and you fight Romero, he's going to break your fucking skull and there's nothing you're going to do about it. Zero. There's no, there's going to be no inspirational talk, no nothing that's going to help you if you're not fit and you're not strong and you haven't done the work. That That's one of the big things. Hey, can I, can I ask a question from here? Yeah. Um, Gilby asks, I'm too poor to go to the only MMA place in my town. Any tips on getting started when you're, I'm, I'm Pov as, so I imagine he's, that means he hasn't got much money. Do anything, because I, I, what I would do for you, man, I would go to the local PCYC or I don't know where you're from. I don't know what country you're from, but I'd go to where. Definitely from Australia. Yeah. Yeah, Pov. <laughs> yeah, but is that not... Uh, no, Povaz is an Australian slang yeah. for sure. Okay. Well, go to your local PCYC or something like that and go start boxing or wrestling or doing judo because um, they usually have those classes there um, and they're usually quite a bit cheaper than 
your normal MMA place or your normal BJJ place and try and go as far as you possibly can in that particular sport, in that chosen discipline. So any of those sports you, you're going to get, if, if you go for, for example, if you go to Commonwealth Games in judo, if you put that down as one of your goals, the training you're going to receive and the combat experience you're going to get from doing that is going to be super valuable. And through that, doors are going to open up for you. Or wrestling, you go and wrestle as well. That's another one. Um, boxing. That, that usually that, these are those are staples in in um, PCYCs. That you, at least they used to be um, that you can go and do. But generally, you can go and do judo or boxing at a, at a PCYC. So that'd be what I'd recommend. Just pick one and that suits you, and try and go as far as you possibly can. And I wouldn't worry about start, starting MMA right at the start. I don't know, Rob, if you want to. Talk. No, I'm hundred percent same. Yeah, I, I would I would do the exact same. Um, you know, I don't know. It depends. No, I I, I agree with you. I, I really do. Like um, that would that would probably assuming that you had like next to no funds, like that would, that that would be. It. But then like, I don't I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The the thing is, man, if you because like I'm 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 stuttering and stammering because like even when I was like living with like with my dad growing up in housing commission, and I remember getting like when you, when you apply for youth allowances like sixteen from Centrelink like after the bills were paid you still have enough for for like a like your weekly basic MMA class like at the local gym you know like it depends where you want to go I guess. Like, yeah but but it depends I, like like i said like everyone everyone's lots different yeah, but but that's what i mean like you could you could still go to to the pcyc yeah. and do the taekwondo there or karate or whatever and goes far as you possibly can yeah. in that in that yeah. sport and, and doors are going to open up for you mm. don't don't try do to don't try to do everything don't try to go to a strength and conditioning coach don't try and do all these little things you got to start at square one which is just get into something and and get to work um do you have any questions dave uh we've confirmed that your character is a real character in street fighter 2 turbo apparently i so. told you i told you who you, are you you're nobody you're nobody no, it's street fighter turbo yeah street fighter no, 2 not, turbo. I, said, I said the world warrior that's what i, I did say that and when yeah. i'm on camera I saying that i said the world warrior i did say the world warrior <laughs> i swear i said it everyone knows i said it is the world is is Gookie in the World Warrior as an unlockable character? No. Not one, maybe two. Street Fighter 2, the World Warrior, there is no Gookie, mate. You don't know that. At the arcade? Was do you it, know Dave? that? There wasn't you, at the arcade, but nah, we're talking How do you know? 2 Turbo. How do you know? Yeah, probably. Yeah, 2 Turbo, I wouldn't even know about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know 2 Turbo. Yeah. But maybe you're, you're right. Did we ever get to the level high how enough you, to <laughs> how do you unlock know? it? It was, dude. You you weren't even born, dude. Yeah, true. That's I was gonna I have say. To that. get to the bottom of this. I can't. I can't <laughs> sit on this. Um. Any Any more, uh, Dave? There. Um. Sort of. Um. There was an interesting one. Uh. It's around someone wants some advice on a fight. A fighting stance. You're saying that. Um. Oh, the left-footed, right-handed. Left, yeah. I, I'm not a fighter. What does that mean? That gentleman Dave? walks in a circle. That's what it means. <laughs> okay. So, what, what what's your advice for him? Well, uh, ask the question, Dave. Uh, I'm trying to find it again. Um, so what was it? He's left-handed he, and right-footed. Right-footed, and he has a um, he has a short reach. 
or an abnormal reach. reach. That's how he's. He's right-handed, left-footed. Abnormal long or abnormal short? Short, short. But you know what, man? Just just go and start how, boxing. How, how tall is he? Like. Um, He'll fall into his own style. Yeah, just like, go and start boxing yeah, and go and start yeah, kickboxing. And to, you, to, you're going to fall into yeah. it. To be honest, you don't pick your style. You, no. It, it molds around you. You become your style. It just happens. Like, yeah, I didn't consciously pick how I fight. It's just, it's just what comes naturally to me. And good coaches will work with what they have, will work with, will, will work with what you have and, and work around you, not try to force a, a different sort of style on you. I have a question for you here. Robert, how do you stay motivated and work hard consistently? Oh, <laughs> that's a hard one. <laughs> Answer it. That's a very hard one. It's um, me, me personally, I'm a very, I'm a very goal orientated guy. So like, I, I like having goals and objectives, like the fight's coming up or this competition's coming up. And that for me is very motivating for me to drive towards it. But a big part is enjoying enjoying the process so enjoying the training you're doing enjoying the training your training partners your coaches like enjoying the people you're hanging around every day because when when you start training professionally you see your training partners and your coaches a lot <laughs> like there's been days where me and you are literally together the whole day and sometimes like that happens consecutively like you have to enjoy each other's company you have to enjoy each other's presence and um, that's very important but even with all that there are some days that I just don't want to go to training. Like, I, like I'm tired, the session the day before, like today, today was one of those days where the, the session yesterday was hard and I didn't sleep very well because my son decided to scream for no apparent reason at 2 a.m. And, and I woke up feeling absolutely terrible. I didn't want to go to training. I, di I, didn't, want to, I didn't want to be touched that morning. Like I do a contact sport, you know, um, and, the thing is, it's like those days, especially you just got to be like, I got to do it. There's no, there's no, you can't give yourself an option. You can't give yourself an out. There is no out. There is just, okay, I, I feel trash. Let's get through the session. Let's just. Get I think there. I think it's also important to understand that it's okay to feel like shit. It's okay to to not want to go to training. It's okay to to not not feel comfortable with with stuff. You know, that's normal. Everyone has that. And you have to be kind to yourself as well uh, and accept the fact that, you know, not everyone wants to go to training all the time. Not everyone wants to go to work all the time. Sometimes you've got to do it. And sometimes you, you, you can take a day off. Or sometimes you can take a session off. You know, be, you, you've got to be accountable. That's why we have the spreadsheets with Rob and everything. It's not to go, oh, look, you, you, you didn't train. You're an asshole. It just means, look, you didn't train here. you just got to be accountable for that session that you didn't train. And, and you can start to look and see these are how many – sessions you've missed why are these sessions being missed what what's happening you know it's about you you got to be kind with yourself you got to be mature enough to approach it in that way and you've got to understand all right well i'm having a session off today and because of x y and z and I'll, and you address that but you being kind to yourself i think is very very important and that i think is across any industry you know being being able to say no i need, I need a day off i need to to take some time off today so I think that, that that's you, you, no one expects you to be a hundred percent good every single day. Here's one for both of you: is, um, How do you feel about your kids getting into combat sport, um, or, or young people getting into combat sport? Young people or my kids? Both. Define combat sport. Becoming a professional fighter. That's sort of they don't really say it in the question. Um, being a pro fighter. 
Yeah, let's say a pro fighter. I personally don't want my kids fighting. Like if if I can, yeah, I I I I find it hard to watch my teammates fight. And like I train with them, I know how good they are, and then I, I'm not related to them, you know. And I find it very, very, very hard to watch them fight. I uh, I don't think I would be able to handle it emotionally if they if my own kids fought. Um, now, will I stop them from doing it? No, I'm not going to stop my kids from doing anything. Um, but I, I, I and I'll support them in anything that they do. But uh, I'd rather they didn't fight. <laughs> Me personally, well, I don't fight. I, I don't. I don't fight. So, my role with with Rob is not really combat related. Like I, I train. I train in combat sports, and I've always been involved in combat sports ever since I was little. So, as far as my kids, do I, would I would I want my kids to fight professionally? No, I wouldn't. I think it's um. I think it's a brutal sport. It's extremely unforgiving sport. I don't think they're compensated enough for for injuries. I'm not having a go at the UFC's pay scale. I'm just saying, like, I don't even know that you can be compensated for for it. Having said that, if my kids wanted to do it and that's what they're going to do, then I'm going to support them. But And I'm going to make sure that they get the right training with the right people and they have people looking after them and they have people that aren't just... the, the The other thing that I see as well with people is they have people looking after them that are just fight people and you need to be around people that aren't fight people to look after your fighter because for rob to have another rob looking after him it's just going to be the combat aspect of it you need to have a good accountant you need to have good lawyer around you you need to have your good agents around you You need to have all these other people that are going to that are going to be able to give you the stuff that you don't have because you're already tough enough if you're a pro fighter you're already tough enough um, so that's my view if my kid wants to be a professional fighter. But my kid wants to, like, he won't even have a choice or she won't even have a choice. They'll have to do some sort of martial art. That'll be just law. That, that I, think, uh, I think it's necessary for you to do some sort of combat. I think it's important. 100%. I am also of like minds. Just in case somebody in the playground wants to take your lollipop. You got to armbar him. <laughs> you got to, to, to peel that Kimura back. And yeah, and you have to suplex him. Um, here's an interesting one. Um, similar to taking care of fighters. So, um, does the UFC help the fighters for the future with finance? Um, and how is important this is um, this information for young fighters around finance? No, they don't. Um, you need to look after yourself first and foremost. So you you need to be making exactly what Fab said in the earlier question. You need to surround yourself with good people, but you also need to make sure that you're looking after yourself in the future. Today doesn't last forever. You need to make sure that you're planning appropriately for your exit strategy whenever that is. Um, I No, it doesn't at all. Like, um, I was watching a thing on the NFL recently with the, with the painkillers and whatnot, and... Um, and I'm not, I'm not drawing a parallel necessarily with the UFC and the NFL. I'm just talking here. Um, and the guys are saying like how they weren't getting compensated. Even they got, they were so injured that they, that they weren't able to fight any, that they weren't able to play football anymore. And so their contracts got terminated because they couldn't play. But yet they weren't deemed 
so injured that they should be compensated for being injured at work, being playing football. And there, I don't know, it's also an astonishing figure of um, NFL players, even NBA players that end up broke. Uh, no, there isn't. There's probably more in those systems. And in, in the UFC, there isn't. And I, I think a lot of it, even like the fighters themselves, the way they market each other now, the way they talk about it, I think in the short term, it looks really good. You know that for them, you know they're able to get a little bit of money now, but I think it devalues them as human beings, and uh, it isn't there is no unity among them. And without that, without some sort of understanding of what's going on financially, they, they no, there's no, there's never been any group that's moved forward without any sort, of, without some form of unity. That that's never happened, you know, and that's got nothing to do with any of um, anything political or anything. It's just fact. You know, it's not going to happen if you just don't give a shit, you know, and it's just how much money can I get from doing this or whatever. In the same line of questioning, someone's just posted, um, does the UFC pay for medical or injuries during the fight like that you incurred during yeah, the fight? Yeah, they do. They do. Yep. Yeah. Well, I have no more battery on my phone. People. All right. <laughs> you want this? Have you got it on yours? Fab looking smart as hell yeah, yeah. with those glasses. A, Thank a, you. A Hakanada. lot of comments, a lot of fab love. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. Saying that, that you should grow your beard longer and um You should. You look like a wizard. <laughs> I I'm going for I'm going for like a yeah, like a rugged, like a rugged handsome. You, you look, look like a South American Gandalf. Gandalf <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fab on the endone. Why why am I on the endone, Gary Alexander? You look like a guy that's on the endone. <laughs> There was one question just before I hand it to you, Fab. Um, they wanted to know: Did you um, embrace after your race like um, Apollo Creed and Rocky did on the beach? <laughs> I said, actually, I sent him that. No, no, because it was two times. It was yeah, two yeah. times. Let me let me be one hundred percent honest. Uh, hey, what? It didn't happen once. It happened twice. No. Okay. Let me. Are we talking about the embrace? No, or no, no, the no. Actual let race? me let me tell this this whole story. No. The first time we'd no. only, we'd, we hadn't been training together for that long. Why are you lying on air? I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. You are. Okay. Listen. So the first time we hadn't been training together for long, and we raced, and we raced. That was at Cronulla Beach. We raced. I beat him like hands down. And and you know what? You know what? Not long after that, you when you you spoke to your wife and you said you raced me and that I beat you. And so everyone knows, everyone knows, publicly, privately. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. And a macro wait, and a micro wait. level. No, not only are you lying right now, but you're lying about a story telling other people and lying no. in their <laughs> shoes as well. And then after that race, I sent him the Rocky and Apollo Creed thing. The the, yeah. the, the thing with the where they have. Yeah, but it wasn't like... Both times that, that I beat him when we raced, when I said, okay, we're racing, but because I haven't got that many runs in me, but both times it wasn't like, it was not close. It was like a fucking slaughter. It was done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was done. I'm saying it publicly. You know what I mean? No, publicly. I'm 100% publicly, I'm going to say you know the what? only times Fab has ever beaten me in a leg race was when I've literally just been injured. What? True or not? <laughs> no, nah, man. Every time, every time I get injured, you 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 become you become well enough. This was before the rockhold. No, this was before the rockhold fight. I was injured then too. No, 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 no. But you weren't injured yet. It was after that day you got injured. Nah, man, fuck that. I won. 
please tell us about the Rod Laver Brunson fight. The finish, the energy, the crowd. Tell us what it was like. One of my favorite MMA moments ever by Sam G. Sam, you are on fire, mate. Sam G is good. I like him. Um, yeah, the Brunson fight was like unreal. It was unreal. The the crowd, the arena itself, the energy, it was just ridiculous. I wish I was well enough to have fought, you know, my last fight there. I was really looking forward to that. Um, very disappointed I didn't get the fight there, but is what it is. But the energy there was something special. It's it's my most memorable, memorable career uh, moment to date. Two things. Um, Divan Stridham. Yes, thank you. I am a good bloke. And shout out to South Africa. Thought, uh, Sean Hart. Thoughts on bare knuckle boxing? Hey? Thoughts on bare knuckle boxing? Um, yeah. I wouldn't do it. Like, it looks brutal. No, it looks brutal. Like, I was going to say, maybe we shouldn't have said brutal. No, it looks brutal. If you saw, like, the, the knight and... Um, his name uh, Lobov yeah fight um, was, no was it yeah Artem Lobov yeah yeah yes 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 if you saw that fight you you can't say oh it wasn't it was a great show of sportsmanship it was but it, it was just blood everywhere I the, like, I don't want to get cut that much <laughs> that's a, that, that's the thing you like, probably it might might be better for your brain yeah but it just destroys your face and this guy yeah, takes like, years off your career like because that scar tissue is bad. Yeah. And your hands get broken. Yeah. Did you I, see their hands after the fight? They look like cabbage patch dogs. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It looks it looks tough. It looks it's fighting. It's a form of combat sports for sure. But um I couldn't do it. It looks like it just looks like it hurts too much. <laughs> um Do you have an opinion on on sports jiu-jitsu versus Gracie jiu-jitsu? That's what they're asking. Do you have? But I, I think. What's the difference? Well, I, I think more, more, more importantly, mm-hmm. my my take on that, if you will, is more along the lines of sports jujitsu versus grappling in an MMA setting or grappling per se, because sports jujitsu has is is a very particular and limited rule set as far as combat's concerned, but not necessarily as a sport. It's great though, but like. Any of those combat sports, it has its limitations. So thoughts? I I honestly don't don't like. Yeah, I I I don't. It's not it's not MMA either one of them. Yeah, it's and MMA isn't jujitsu sort of thing. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Because I, I think people get caught up as well. Like you see what, like the original Gracie jiu-jitsu like original guys that did Gracie jiu-jitsu that fought they were fighting no holds barred fighting and they were implementing that into it you know so um it wasn't the jiu-jitsu you see today and if you go join Gracie jiu-jitsu school like at at our school our guys compete in sports jiu-jitsu so the training there uh, unless you go into a self-defense class is still towards sports BJJ if the guys are competing um, the rest of that, I'm sorry to tell people, is a lot of marketing stuff. Like Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, like what, what we do, yeah, it has self, self-defense, self like our gym that we own. Yeah, it, it does have its bases and its roots in self-defense, um, particularly particularly at our gym, obviously, because we have a lot of fighters. Um, but if the guys compete in sports Jiu-Jitsu, 
they compete in sports jiu-jitsu, it's not necessarily, I don't know, any more effective than, than any other grappling art, I suppose, like the, the, or grappling competition. Um, as far as if you, if you were to go and do it, go right ahead and do it. I think either... Both Gracie Jiu-Jitsu guys are going to compete in sports Jiu-Jitsu. That's, that, that, that's what I'm getting at. Um, like there isn't... The two are the same. Yeah, as far as competition, it's, it's the same thing. You're going to compete in, in the, under those rule sets. And there are a lot of... Um, I think what you're getting caught up with is if you're doing, is if you're doing BJJ, like sports Jiu-Jitsu, are there limitations to the rule set? And of course, from a pure combat perspective, you are. But otherwise, it would be MMA. Um, have you got some there, Dave? Oh no, just um, people are asking where's Beetlejuice. He hasn't, and in um, someone sent up writing um, have we confirmed that um, <laughs> Rob likes sex yet? If Rob likes sex yet, from um, a fan of Beetlejuice because Beetlejuice isn't on. Um, <laughs> we have not confirmed that yet. Um, have you ever any plans to be a double champ and um, you know, potentially fighting John Jones? Um, yeah, you know, that's definitely something I would consider. Uh, like, I, I consider move, um, fighting at a heavier weight. If given the opportunity to move up and fight for the, for the, for the belt in, in lightweight, for sure. Like, um, I think that's a, it's a yeah, I would, it's just something I would consider. You know, obviously we'll, we would prepare appropriately for it. But, um, yeah, it's something that I would consider for sure. Um, there was another one around um, on the topic of John Jones around um, TJ Dillashaw, we, who we spoke about earlier, and his drug stuff compared to Jones and what's the discrepancy in between the two. I don't I, know if you can answer it, but that uh, was one of the questions. Look, I, I don't know like the, the technical... Um, like you're going to get caught up in the, all the technical bullshit, but... Like in the rule books, it basically says, and even when you speak to Jeff Nowitzki, and we've I've personally asked anyways when we were at the at the meetings, if it's in your system, you can't fight. So why they do that? Why there was a difference? Don't know, and I don't care because you can. You'd have to ask them. I, I don't know. I I can't see any reason why. Like if you've got something in your system, if I took something, you know, people go, oh, you shouldn't be punished twice, man. If you've got something in your system. And it's still in your system you shouldn't be fighting like that's like me driving drunk and then getting fined for it now and going okay cool i'm getting in my car and i'm driving out again i'm going to get fined again and if i'm still drunk the next morning i'm going to get fined again and if i'm drunk a week later because i drank that much i'm going to get fined again so i don't know like i, I don't care obviously if they want to let john jones fight and it's cool and everyone's cool with it. Me personally, he's not fighting me, so I don't care. I, I um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really rate the testing. The the problem for us is not the testing because Rob is always clean. All our guys are clean. The problem for me is that it seems some people get tested, some people, you know, don't. Some people pass, some people don't. It's not an even playing field, and it's not very clear. And even the, the the punishment, I don't think is 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 very. It's I I don't see the punishment as 
much of a deterrent, really. Nick Diaz got, I don't know, like four or five years or something for marijuana. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that that's <laughs> fucking stupid. That's just stupid. He shouldn't have got that long. He, and then, uh, I don't know. Like, and I don't know the ins and outs of each case. So, I'm, yeah, that's my, my take on that. Uh, Rob, how do you pick um, your walkout music? Um, I kept the same one for a long time just because I could. You know, um, but this next one is generally on what I like listening to, like what what I like listening to, <laughs> more or less. And and obviously the lyrics and and how it goes and the sound of it and, you know, play a role in that decision. But yeah, more or less, just just what I like. What I like listening to. Uh, Australian mixed martial artists disadvantaged with the lack of a wrestling scene compared to the one in the United States. Um, like, like in terms of like competing at like in the UFC and stuff like that. Yeah, like so. The fact that we don't have a wrestling pedigree does that put it as put us at a disadvantage? Um, like it's not a disadvantage per se. Like I, I don't think like you can compete in other things and take them to the highest. To the, to the highest degree like you can you can do jujitsu and judo and boxing and all those and take them to the, the ninth degree like and and take them as far as you can if you want but in saying that like there, there's no wrestling system here like uh, like like in the u.s but my wrestling's fine like, like i don't feel like I've, I've fallen behind in wrestling yeah if we were if we were on the mats and and we had some matches how would i go who knows but like in the in the octagon, we're not wrestling; like we're fighting. I I think that it would be great if we had wrestling in the in the school system here, or judo in the school system, or Brazilian jiu jitsu in the school system. I think wrestling is a is a phenomenal base for for martial arts. Um, I think grappling in general is a, is a great martial art for 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 kids for people to do. You know, just from a, a physical and personal development perspective. But here's the thing with wrestling. You can wrestle here. The question is, do you want to wrestle here four or five times a week? Do you want to get thrown 50, 60 times a session four or five times a week? Do you want to drill double legs for an hour straight four or five times a week? And the answer, overwhelmingly, for the majority of people, (laughs) is a fucking no. And so (laughs) if you want to wrestle, you can wrestle. There are places here in Australia to wrestle. Do we have the level of competition? No. But you can go and check out some of the places and when you have to go there and do double legs over and over <laughs> and over and get thrown over and over and over and over and over, people don't want to do it. So that that's the biggest thing. It's not, and then, which makes me laugh. Like sometimes I hear people go, I went over and I went to do this camp because, you know, we don't wrestle here. And I think like, dude, you could wrestle here. There's there's like a bunch of places. I'll tell you now, like I don't even know where, where in Sydney we don't have a great deal of places to wrestle. But I think Don Brown has a place in um, Lake Illawarra. At the PCYC, I think Elvis Sinisik has wrestling at his gym at Moorbank. Uh, Leonard Zaslavsky is always coaching somewhere. I think he might be at Boxing Works at uh, Larry Papadopoulos's gym. Um, Eagle has a gym in in Bondi that you can wrestle at. Um, we we have wrestling for our for our fight team. We used to have wrestling. We had wrestling mat for 15 years. Um, Sam Parker in Melbourne. Ali Abdul in Melbourne. Um, you know, there's a, there's a few. They're, they're just guys that I said off the top of my head that like you can wrestle if you wanted to wrestle. Now, are you gonna go and enjoy yourself? Is it gonna be fun? No, wrestling's not fun. It's never been fun. <laughs> it's good. I love doing it, 
but you have to go and do it. And that's that's a reality is most people don't want to do it. So when I speak to people, they go, and I went over and I did a six-week training camp. And I think, man, when you do those six-week training camps, all that is is that you didn't do the five years that you should have done. You know, that's all it is. Um, yeah, that's that's my take on it. Anyways. Um, Rob, one of the questions here is um, what's your general walk-around weight compared to your fighting weight? Uh, my, my walk around weight is like about 96, more or less, 98. <laughs> 98. <laughs> no, 98. 98. Um, 84. Um, <laughs> a lot of um, uh, MMA stars are looking at going to the WWE. Is that something in your future? And what would be your finishing WWE move? <laughs> um, no. Nah. No? I don't, don't want to get no interest. WWE. No, I am. Um, Hold on. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. My husband is sitting right across uh. from you. Hi, Dave. Just want to say I think you're awesome and thanks for being a great role model for so many people out there. I'm assuming she's saying you're a great role model. No, she's saying Robbie is. She doesn't give a shit about me. <laughs> Hold on. It's my wife. She's trolling me. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I definitely think it's a troll when she said Fab's a good guy. <laughs> I don't it, think she said Fab's a good guy. It must be. No, she didn't say. She ne- I didn't oh, say. Okay, anything. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, then it's true. Um. <laughs> okay, biggest name in boxing. Fab feels Rob could beat around the same weight. I I don't. I'm not the boxing coach, so I, I don't know. But I there have been some offers on the table. We have had some conversations surrounding a, a whole bunch of different um situations for rob to go into boxing at the moment as a champion you can't box Mm. outside of outside of the ufc but there has been a change in that if you're not the champion you can box outside of the ufc so um that might be a bridge that we cross when when we come to it that i don't know because the weight divisions are a little bit different in boxing um they they it depends we'd have to sit down and talk with um justin fitzgerald Justin Lang as well to see which weight he, Rob would go into, but there have been quite a few offers and a few, quite a few people interested in Rob making a, a move into boxing. And uh, at the moment, though, you're happy with MMA, and mm. think- you know, in thinking about it, like moving up and fighting John Jones would be fun. It, it, I don't know, fun to me it doesn't sound like <laughs> fucking fun. No, but that what, what is it with um, somebody had asked that as well. What, yeah, what do yep. you think about that? I think. Like that, it sounds like a good hard fight, and I think he's a tough guy. I think he's got a super dangerous arsenal and kit to fight with, and I I'm intrigued with that fight. I, I would like, um, yeah, I'd, that's a that's a fight that I'd like to have. What? Well, uh, well, obviously he's pretty much the the measuring stick at the moment. Yeah. What What do you think of um, how, how How do you get past his well, he's very smart. Super smart. So talented. He's got a great physique to fight with. Um, yeah, I. to be honest, like I, I'd, you'd have to stay on the outside, well, well outside, which is hard for a guy like that who can creep in and hit you at long range so easily. But when he starts to creep in, you have to get in. and You have to get in fast and aggressive. And you you have to blitz him. Like, you have to. And... Um, and then you have to get out so far. And obviously you have to be aware of his wrestling the whole time. He's, he's, he's a dangerous fight. He's a very dangerous fight. 
But um, it's one I'm interested in for sure. You know, the question today brought it up, and I'm just thinking like, yeah. that's a great fight. So with that, like, just for people who don't know much about weights and stuff, what would that impact on your sort of current training and stuff if you had to go up a weight? Oh, nothing would change. Like I, I'm a naturally bigger guy. I just wouldn't have to cut. Um, I would. This is a little bit. You still have to cut weight. <laughs> I still have to cut weight to make light heavy, but um, nothing would change because, like I, like I said, I'm I'm a naturally bigger guy anyway. It's a, yeah, it's it's um, yeah, no, it's a fight I'm interested in actually. And uh, what do you think then? How would you apply your game? How would you personally apply your game? Um. Yeah, I'd stay on the outside. I'd wait till he starts to creep in, trying to close, the, uh, trying to get into that long range distance, and then get in fast, hard, yeah, fast and hard, like fucking. He can fast. take a shot too. He can, but I'm, I, <laughs> I'm not going to quit after one shot. Like, like, fuck it, didn't work. Yeah, nah, <laughs> crap. The game plan's ruined. No, like, yeah, he might live through one, but that that would be my game plan. Of going at the strikers with striking mm. and at the grapplers with grappling, which is like really, really yeah. smart. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he would definitely try to utilize his striking. I imagine he would stay on the outside, pick apart, pick apart. But then I wouldn't put him past him to try and to try and shoot for a late takedown to to get that single leg and take it and, and take me down. So um, yeah, that's that's a I think that's a super ex- exciting fight. What's your take on a fight with Weidman? With me, yeah, uh, I think it's a super hard fight. It's a, it's a very tough fight. He's a great athlete, super great athlete. Uh, he's a great fighter. Um, he's got a dangerous skill set. Very, very well rounded. I um, my take would be like I, I'd I'd stay on the outside. I'd outstrike him. Don't let him get close. Throw a lot of straight, uh, straight line punches, kicks, uh, to stop him from going in for that 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 single that he, that snatch single that he loves loves getting in. I think I'd beat him to the pop a lot on the outside than he because he he generally tries to 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 outside fight a lot of people. Um, but I don't think you could do that with me. I think I, I think I'm a little bit faster. The problem is on that blitz, he can drop that level quite well mm. for that snatch mm. single that he does so well. So does your Romero. But I, think, <laughs> no, I, would, I would say Romero via knockout. Like I think Romero would just walk in and clobber him. He's a monster, that dude, man. Dude, like. He's so big and he just clobbers people. He just throws such heavy hands. Rob, did you have an amateur career or any amateur MMA fights? I did not. But you did do a whole bunch of karate points. Yeah, I, I did a lot of, I grew up doing a lot of points sparring. I, I didn't have a, an amateur scene. But you, how many, how many uh, karate fights did you have? I don't know. 60, 100? No, nowhere near that 50? much. 50? No. 20 maybe? 10? <laughs> I was never fast enough for point sparring. Like, look at my build. I don't. I don't have that point sparring. I don't look like any of the guys from Karate Kid. Never fast enough. Says, how do you get your elbows so good? Is it all pads? I saw you hit Romero with a close range elbow. Bishwati. Yeah. Shout out to my my kickboxing coach Charlie. Uh, we 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 work elbows. We work elbows. Like in the fight, you can't train when you're gonna throw them. Like. You can't, you can't train how you're going to do anything in the fight. Like, it just happens. You, you don't see anyone, like, putting on, like, a, a four-hit combo like, like they're hitting mitts. It's not how fighting works. It's, um, it's just a spur of the moment. You know, you just 
as coaches, I think they they try to give me they give their fighters the best skill set they can, and they train it that vigorously that it's muscle memory by the time you get in there. And then when you get in there, it's up to the athlete to from the good. Dave, anything? I'm still catching up. Sorry. All right. Well, I, I believe that we should leave it there. Mm, we could do this all day. We could like. do this all day. I think we've got to do this more regularly. Um, so, all right, let's let's leave with this. What are your thoughts then? Message anything for the guys fighting on the weekend? Oh uh, yeah, good luck to everyone on the weekend. I hope you just have like some good fights. Um, I'm not leaning on any like in terms of the the, the fight that I'm interested in uh, personally. Uh, not personally, but business-wise, I guess. Because I'm personally, I'm not invested. I don't really care. But um, business-wise, like Adesanya and Gaslam, I hope you just go out there and, and give it your all. Put on a show. Um, am interested in the Holloway fight. That'll be great. Like, uh, I want to see Holloway's. I think will come into this fight pretty full and healthy. He's a big guy. People don't realize. Fucking big guy. He's a big guy. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'll be there. You know, I'm going to be down at the. Fitness Expo on Saturday, 2 p.m., Musashi. Um, come down, say hello if you want. Um, and Sunday, I'm going to be at Star watching the fights. So, yeah, uh, I, I guess that's it from me. You know, back on the grind, back on the training the training wagon. Dave, anything at all? No, no. I'm... Uh, I have one last question here. It says, uh, Jason Michael, how good of a bloke is Jacob Malkoon? Uh, for those of you that don't know Jacob Malkoon, keep your eye out for him. He's a guy, if anyone grew up in the 90s here in Australia, he looks exactly, exactly like the aggro doll. Um, <laughs> so he's a good guy. He's a very good guy, Jason. I would give him a solid 6 out of 10. Yeah, I'd, I'd give him a, like a, a very, very solid 5.5. Yeah, so so keep your eye out, guys, for a guy that looks exactly like the aggro doll. Wouldn't leave your wallet around him, but... No, 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 nothing. Not your wife, not your wallet, not anything. <laughs> no wife, no wallet, no bike, nothing. <laughs> All right, guys. But, but good guy. <laughs> Thank you very much and we'll speak soon. We will speak soon. Take we care. Will.